All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. I'm here, your host, Andy Johnson, here with my co-host, Dan Peisner. Hi, Dan. Hey there, Andy. Dan, always got to check in on the weather. It looks a little, looks a little foreboding there in Dallas downtown. Oh, it's a little bit of doom, a little bit of gloom, uh, much much like uh, most of the Amazon sellers we've been talking to in relations to uh, the oncoming tax burdens. Yes, the the danger grows from the east like a cloud coming on you. So, Dan, um, today, first of all, welcome to everybody. This this podcast is all about helping e-com businesses and their tax advisors stay ahead of the ever encroaching growing threat from the government, from state governments, ever uh, insatiable, always trying to get more revenues and bolstered recently by the Wayfair case by the Supreme Court. Yeah, they seem to be kind of in their heyday. This is the heyday of uh, state tax revenue and boy, they're really going after it. And Dan, today I, I thought we would talk about an article I just read. Of course, I subscribe as a CPA to the Journal of Accountancy, and I'm always interested in what they have to say, um, <clears throat> lots of interesting articles. But this one really caught my eye, and let me share it with you. And I thought we'd just cover some bullet points. I wrote a blog post uh, targeting my fellow tax advisors, bookkeepers, accountants, CPAs, just to uh, you know, make sure they're aware of this because I usually don't like to talk this bluntly when I'm speaking to my peers. Um, but this is from the uh, Journal of Accountancy and it's addressing risks related to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, TCJA, federal tax, and Wayfair. So naturally, if it says Wayfair, it catches my eye. So uh, this article posted February 1st, 2019. So I'm going to skip down. So this is written by uh, two CPAs, and they are um, both work for CNA, the uh, AICPA's professional liability insurer. Uh, we are uh, customers of CNA ourselves. That's who our insurance is through. Um, so let me just scroll down here to this Wayfair section. And um, as a rule, CPAs generally are not kind of on top of every state and local tax issue that comes out. And I would venture to say that a fair percentage of them aren't still are not even aware of the Wayfair case. Dan, what do you think? And you're talking to CPAs. What are you hearing? Uh, I, I'm seeing a growing awareness of, the, of Wayfair and that there's a, an issue there and that they know there's an issue. But as you said, they don't have time to, to really try to keep on top of it. I mean, their their hands are tied right now with tax season and all the, the Section 199A changes. And I mean, keeping up on the federal side is a full-time job plus. So there, there's really uh, not, it makes it very difficult to also keep up on the state side. So they they know about it, and or at least a, a lot of the ones I talk to, they know of it. They know it's a problem, and they're but they're when it comes to you know they don't have the time to really get out there and and 
come up with a plan of action and, and reach out to all their clients in a lot of cases. Yep. So uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. And I sense that the, that the industry as a whole, the group of CPAs and tax advisors are starting to become aware that they really need to do something about Wayfair for their clients. Uh, this the quote from this article is that I anticipate Wayfair having far reaching effects. So um, pointing out that the Wayfair decision is not simply a South Dakota issue because it's a U.S. Supreme Court issue. So, you know, you might, you know, on a very cursory glance as a CPA, you might say, well, I don't have to worry about this. I don't have any clients in South Dakota, but it goes way beyond South Dakota as probably almost every one of our listeners already knows. Um, But it gives this example. So let's say you as a business have 10 million in sales made across all the states. Typically, uh, e-commerce businesses know that, uh, I don't know, 40%, half of your sales go to California. Maybe it's not quite that much, but by far most go to California, Texas, Florida, New York, Illinois. Uh, Those are your big states. But they're just saying, let's just say it's evenly divided across all 50 states. Uh, And assuming that there is a 4.5% tax rate, this again is way too low, that's 8%, uh, is the typical average, especially in those big states. Um, So they come up with, uh, they say go back seven years, uh, they're using South Dakota as an example, seven to 10 years is the the normal average that states go back on uh, sellers who are not registered in their states. And they come up with a... uh, $63,000 sales tax liability and project that into 10 states and coming up with, do you realize CPA that you might have clients that are $10 million sellers with $630,000 of tax and then add in uh, interest and penalties. And we know that interest and penalties on a seven year uh, exposure is usually around 50%. So, I would say, first of all, 10 states is probably too low. And I know that 4.5% is about half. So uh, even if even with those knee poking holes in these numbers, uh, $630,000 is a lot of money. And if it was $1 million in sales and 20 states, uh, then you would probably be in the order of uh, $150,000 to $200,000 including uh, tax and penalty and interest. So even a $1 million seller has potentially a huge assessment. So what now this is coming from the AICPA specifically from the CNA insurance company. So they, they have a, they want to make sure you're covered, right? So they, they say now let's say your client CPA does not, cannot go back to their customers like a typical e-commerce seller. What if they turned around and asked you to pay this liability, including the tax, uh, because you never told them about Wayfair? And do you see now that uh, claims in this area could become very expensive? Dan, uh, what, what's your reaction to that sort of warning by the AICPA in their journal of accountancy. 
Well, I think uh, I think that's definitely an abundance of caution, and I am not an attorney, nor do I play one on podcasts. But uh, is it when it comes to uh, assessing liability for for something like this, uh, if holding, I think it, it's a stretch to hold a CPA. Uh, responsible for tax sales tax unless you specifically had a sales tax engagement with them uh, most most CPAs are pretty pretty well defined their the scope of their engagement and uh, they're certainly if you actually file suit you're not going to end up duking it out with the CPA it's going to be with their insurance company uh, their insurance carrier with that being said though anybody can file suit and, and you still have to uh, you still have to be defended there's still it will be some liability for expenses. And so a lot of that, I think, uh, trickles down to proact. What I think what they're pushing here is more of a proactive uh, rather way to handle this to make sure that the client doesn't get around to, to, to even trying to do it. Exactly. I think as a group, CPAs are the most risk averse people that I come across. And the last thing they want is to be sued by a client. <laughs> it's the last thing. Um, yeah. And just thinking about it from the perspective of an e-commerce business, um, this is not where you want to be either, obviously. You don't want to be seven to ten years down the road and your only recourse, rather than you know, go out of business and go in the poorhouse, is to try to sue your CPA. And like Dan mentioned, your prospects of winning that are probably fairly low and the, pro- the prospect of uh, because you're going against an insurance carrier and they're going to make you spend a lot of money just to, to sue the CPA. So you're just going to spend a bunch of money and you probably come away with, with not much in the end. It's, it's sort of like the classic lose-lose situation. You, the CPA loses because at, at a minimum you're very upset at them and at a maximum you might just win <laughs> and they would have to pay uh, a big settlement. So it's, it's just bad news for everybody. You have spent a bunch of money. Even if you win, you end up with probably very little money in your pocket and still a big tax debt. So uh, could you potentially get your CPA to pay this tax for you? I suppose if you believe what the insurance company is saying, but believe me, when it comes to fighting it, the insurance company is going to be very, very reluctant to pay it. So I think uh, the, the, the angle I'd like to take on this is, is interesting what they tell CPA firms to do to reduce that, the likelihood of you as an e-commerce business wanting to sue them. So um, first of all, they say, hey, you've got to learn about this case. Uh, you've got to understand how it affects you, how it affects your clients, and then make sure you tell your clients, listen to this, inform some of your clients about the decision. Uh, I think that word actually says all there. Yes, Dan, and it's even italicized to even drive home the point even stronger. Uh, Inform all of your clients about the Wayfair decision. Let them know uh, at a minimum you know, I don't agree with a, a CYA type of approach. Uh, cover all your angles, isn't it? Something like that. Uh, I, I don't agree with that as an overall business strategy. This business strategy ought to be how to help your clients be successful. 
But at a minimum, you should inform them that the Wayfair case has changed everything. And if you have not, if you have physical presence or offices or employees, but if you have customers in other states and you're any type of business, then we need to talk about Wayfair with you and invite them to talk and have some sort of follow-up plan to make sure that clients are identifying this as a potential issue. And then they say, be very careful how you write out your uh, engagement letter, be very specific, and try your best to limit the firm's responsibility. Um, so um, you should, I, I echo that, uh, but I don't echo it from the standpoint of trying to reduce your exposure as a CPA firm. I echo it from the sense of trying to protect your clients from a huge exposure. They're the ones probably most on the hook for that 630000 we talked about. A potential for the CPA having to pay that is probably pretty low in the reality world, right? Um, so the real thing we're trying to do is protect our clients. Um, and then there's another question here that's interesting. Um, they're asking this person, so it looks like there might be then a lot of people that want to know how they're impacted by Wayfair. So there'll be a lot of opportunity for consulting engagements. Are there any tips? And so once again, uh, the insurance company is going to always point to the engagement letter. I'm sure this is good advice, um, but it just shows you the, the depth of the typical CPA knowledge when it comes to Wayfair because, or sales tax in general, sales tax nexus, sales tax exposure mitigation, how to deal with back tax problems, voluntary disclosures, all the things that we talk about here. Very, very few CPAs know much about that at all. Um, so the advice that they're getting from the insurance company of the AICPA is, don't just say research how Wayfair applies. Be specific and identify what you're going to do for which states. Uh, that's about all they can offer there. <laughs> um, of course, uh, it's really all about protecting your client. And yes, for the savvy CPA that figures this out and really can help businesses deal with state taxes, specifically sales taxes, it will be in, an opportunity for them to win a lot of business, um, not only for uh, sales tax slash Wayfair consulting engagements, but for all of the other taxes that they do. Because typically businesses want to work with somebody who can handle all of their state tax questions or all of their tax questions, not just certain tax questions. Dan, your thoughts? Uh, I, I, uh, I fully agree, Andy. I think the, uh, you know, that there is, it's, uh, there's risk and, and opportunity and I, I think for uh, the, the important thing for uh, our, our e-commerce listeners to remember in, and to, to take away from this is that uh, there are a lot of CPAs out there and some of them are, you know, they're, they're going to be kind of being pulled into this and, and they're not necessarily going to be an expert on it. And they'll, uh, you know, it's, and I think it's pretty clear there. You talk about what you can and then refer anything you don't know, you refer out. Um, 
whereas uh, other there are going to be some CPAs out there that do have the, the state and local tax base, uh, or you, and you get firms like us that, that specialize in that who can help people out in that, and that there's don't assume just because you've got a, a CPA that they're that they're looking into this and they have it handled and, and that no news is good news necessarily with where it comes to Wayfair that are, that they need to, to take it in their own hands. And, and if their CPA can't help them to, to go find somebody that, that, uh, that can't, that does have that expertise. Very good. So yes, there is a potential that if you get in really bad hot water that you could go after your tax advisor but the, the, the likelihood of, of that paying for your actual tax liability after you subtract the cost of litigation and all those things, obviously to me is not the way to go. The way to go is to be proactive, recognize that states have so much more power now than they ever had before, that this issue isn't going away anytime soon. And uh, it's better just to work on your business and be very successful and then just let your tax advisor, assuming they can handle the state tax part of it, just take care of the taxes for you so you can go on your merry way and spend your time growing your business, not uh, fighting too much about uh, whether or not sales tax can be imposed by the states. So Dan, that concludes this week's episode of the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. Thank you for, for co-hosting with me. We hope that this has been helpful to you in the e-commerce world. And we'll see you next week.